With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Newt News Podcast. Today, we've got a fun episode for you. So we're actually going to be tier listing every player uh, that's appeared for the Cardinals this year. That includes people who've been in, you know, 60 plus games like Paul Goldschmidt and guys who've thrown a single inning like Guillermo Zuniga. So this is going to be a fun one. Um, we've got some fun tier names. Andrew's going to get that list up for us right away. And yeah, we're just going to be tier listing uh, your favorite and your least favorite Cardinals. So why don't we just get this going right now? Uh, we'll see where everyone kind of falls into the list. All right. So we have um, six tiers. The first tier is enlightened. So that's like the best players. Uh, a tier uh, stands for seven all-stars uh, per Sandy's prediction at the start of the season. Um, I don't think don't that's do coming to fruition, but um, Stop. yeah, we're supposed to be um, better than we are. <laughs> B tier is for uh, Sandy's prediction that we are better than the Cubs at every <laughs> position. <laughs> this is just um, pure bullying at that point. Yeah, this is um, mean. <laughs> I mean, in theory, we should be. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I still believe it. Okay. I still believe we're better than the Cubs at every position, even though they smacked us the other day. C tier is for Jose Seda. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jose Seda is a pitcher for the Marlins. Basically only ever pitched when the situation called for a pitcher needed to be in the game and they had to throw somebody. So basically. Yeah, someone irrelevant. Irrelevant people are Sedas. Um, D is for philosophical differences. That's what got Mike Schilt fired uh, back in 2019. Was it? No, 2021? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if we have philosophical differences with a player, that basically means we want them fired. It means I don't like um, them. It means they're bad. <laughs> yeah, um, and the last tier is kind of self-explanatory. So, um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> rough. He didn't even get, like, a letter abbreviation. It's just Stephen Matz. Yeah. I, think, I think I'm going to have two guys in there, though. We'll get there in a little bit. All right, so we're just going to go in name order, I guess, from uh, from who's here. So no alphabetical order, not no rhyme or reason, really. We'll just go through them and see what happens. All right, so we're going to start with Jordan Montgomery. Uh, we'll lead off with you, Sandy. What, what, which tier do you think he should be okay, in? Okay, Montgomery, for me, he's an A tier. Hear me out. The numbers don't look the best on the surface, but Montgomery's had a really solid year. The win-loss record is a little bit deflated. He should have a couple more wins. We haven't supported him. And when we've needed him, Montgomery has been the guy. Uh, in his last start, he was fantastic. Um, I think Montgomery's been a big part of this team. For me, he's uh, in our seven All-Stars tier. Yeah, are we only allowing players. ourselves to put seven players in that tier, or are we just putting as many players as we want? I mean, if if it ends up that way, we'll see. All right. So, I don't know. I was going to put him in B tier because I feel like he hasn't been like – We we can put him in B tier. What, what does Gravy think? What, what do we think here? Yeah, honestly, I, I was going to advocate for, uh, for B tier as well just because – I can he, see that. He had that amazing game against the Cubs last year, uh, you know, when, when he was just like winning yeah. every game that he pitched. Um, I believe that was a complete game against the Cubs. So I, it was. I think, yeah, no, he has to be in that, in that better than the Cubs tier. I can see that. Um, I don't know. I, I like him as an A tier player, but I guess we'll put him in B tier. If we need to make a change, we can. I, I can see that. That's probably fair. Jack Flaherty, I would say Flaherty and Montgomery have been comparable this year. So where one goes, I'd probably put the other. 
especially if it's going to be B tier, because I think Jack Flaherty is better than Jose Seda this year. But those yeah, guys- he's had a couple Seda worthy starts. Uh, that one sure. the Angels I mean, comes to the mind. Um, yeah. But I think he's uh, he's better than the Cubs at every position. I would say firmly a B tier player. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy. a little bit of a divisive one. I feel like. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, Edmonds' defense, frankly, has not been as good as it was in seasons past, but he can play center field, which I didn't know. So I, I think he belongs in that All-Stars tier, honestly. I mean, he's just the super utility guy, and with him playing center field this year, he's just – he shines. Yeah, yeah I can, I can Tommy is an All-Star. The power numbers are up a bit too, so I, I've really enjoyed watching Edmund at the plate this year. So, yeah, I, I would give it to him. I'd say A tier. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, this could get divisive. Tyler O'Neill, it's been tough for him this year. Personally, he'd be in my philosophical differences tier. <laughs> I have philosophical differences with Tyler O'Neill. I agree. Yeah. I second that as well. He, I think he, Tyler O'Neill and the team have philosophical differences, as we yeah, saw with Ali after that one game. Yikes. Yeah. I think Tyler O'Neill, actually, yeah, now that you bring that up, he's probably the embodiment this season of philosophical differences. Yeah. So I think we got to put him in that tier. That's fair. Michaelis has been the team's best pitcher this year. I have him in A tier. I think I might have to agree with that. Um, a couple of bad starts to start the year, but he's definitely picked it up. Yeah. So I think other than Wainwright, the only pitcher on this team that actually has been an all-star. So. Yeah, and I mean... His, his was Flaherty not an all-star in 19? No, he wasn't. You're right. You're right. His performance in, uh, last year as well was just insane. Like, yeah, he, he deserved that all-star call last year. All-star. Yeah, has been really good. Really fun to watch this year. He's been an absolute godsend to this rotation. So, yeah, definitely an all-star for this team. He's not going to make the all-star game, though. So, that stinks. Jake Woodford? Ooh. You guys tell me first. I want to see if I match up here. I think Jake Woodford is a Seda. I agree. Because, um, yeah, I, I would have probably put him in philosophical differences if he was still starting, but I think he's a Seda. He actually would, looked really good yeah. today, for what it's worth. Yeah, I don't think he quite deserves the philosophical differences tier, but he's he's in that Seda range. I, I would put him there, too. Yeah, I would give him that as well. Oh, yes. This is my favorite part of the video. <laughs> put him in the Steven Matz tier. The Steven Matz, I think he goes in the Steven Matz tier. Oh my gosh. I want to like Steven Matz. I really do, but it's been hard this year. It's I, mean, I would have philosophical differences with Steven Matz. The issue is we're paying him $11 million a year. I don't think we're paying Tyler O'Neill even like a third of that. So, Well, that's true because Tyler O'Neill got screwed in arbitration after 2021, but that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, I don't know. Matz this year has been really tough to watch, and he goes to the bullpen, and the results are not better. Um, he gave up, didn't he give up a couple runs yesterday, too? Or was that just me? Did he did he go scoreless actually? I think he went scoreless, but it didn't really matter. It was nine. Yeah, we were down seven one. Yeah, a Seda, but even worse. I mean, we're, if we're paying eleven million dollars for a Seda, I think that's philosophical differences and worse. Yeah, I agree. It's it's just tough because Matt's is the type of guy that you want the Cardinals to go after. You want him to sign some amount of you know experienced, capable starting pitching, and it looks like he could be that, and it just isn't working out. Like that's not what he's been at all. And that stinks. I mean, yeah, that's that's the Steven Matz discussion. Alec Burleson, I think he's a Seda. Where do you guys have him? He hasn't been playing. So that, that fits the definition of a Seda, right? Like you don't play unless yeah. you absolutely need to. So 
I, yeah. I agree with that. Honestly, I, I kind of would like to see Burleson at AAA for a little bit because I think he's got the foundation, like the makings of a really good hitter. I like Alec Burleson. I wish he played better defense. And I, you know, but I really like him long term as a hitter. And I think he could be a very fine DH for the Cardinals in the future. But, you know, you need him to sort of work on not chasing as much. And so I'd have him in seats here with the potential to be better. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But honestly, I, I think he belongs in the B tier because oh. I consider him better than most Cubs. I don't know about you guys, but that's just my, you know, unbiased opinion. But <laughs> maybe if he hadn't been so unlucky this year. Yeah, his projected numbers are pretty good. really hard. I don't know. I'm, I might even have some philosophical differences with him because I think he should be in the minors, um, definitely yeah. getting more reps. But I, I feel like it's we should compromise him. Yeah, Seda. feel good about C-tier. Oh, yeah. Goldsmith is S-tier. About C-tier as well. Goldsmith is enlightened. He's so good again, and we better not trade him or I will have an aneurysm. I mean, Goldschmidt, he doesn't hit with runners in scoring position. No. We feel like no, that lumps him down to, to the all-star tier. He was the no. MVP last year. MVP. Yeah, reigning MVP, and he's he's playing like an MVP again. Okay. okay Goldie fair. is the man. I guess Goldie is our yeah. first enlightened player. Adam. Goldie hit with runners in scoring position today, okay? He drove in a clutch run. Gave us the lead. Man. Oh, he, has, he has four arms bigger than my calf muscles. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, dude I can, agree. Break like I feel Adam, like this might hurt some some people. This is gonna this is gonna be rough. Mm. I want to go first. I would like to go last. Okay, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I, I honestly think, based on Wayno's career, he deserves that All Star tier. Like, ignore this year. Like, besides this year, he he deserves me that All Star tier for his career. I feel like we're not ranking based on their career, though. Yeah, if he was based, based on, on career, he'd be an enlightened. But like, yeah, I, yeah. I might have to go with with the Seda or philosophical differences, even because seventeen yeah. million dollars this year to be below average. I'll say I won't fault Wayno for the money we're paying him. It's not like Matt's where you you wanted it to be a bargain. Like you knew you were giving Wayno a lot of money, and that money wasn't going to go anywhere else. You know, it didn't really matter. The organization was either going to spend the money on Wayno or spend less on Wayno and not spend the money elsewhere. So it's not a Matt situation. It's a one-year deal. But yeah, I would agree. I'm I'm probably in C tier with Wayno this year because I like watching him still. He's still Adam Wainwright. And when he has it, he still has it. His start right before the other day was really good. And then just absolutely disastrous in London. So I would say price C tier for Adam. Um, I'm really excited, though, to watch him continue chasing 200 wins. That's a highlight of the season for me, probably. That hurts. He probably would have been an A tier last season and the year before, but yeah, it's tough for sure. It's a shame. I, I hear I've heard this narrative going around lately that Wayno shouldn't have come back and that he like spoiled a storyline by not retiring with Pujols and Yadi. But I don't think that's fair to him. I think Wainwright had every reason to come back this year. You know, I mean, you couldn't really have predicted that he was going to come to spring training and just not have velocity anymore. Like no one can really tell when that's going to go. Um, so it's a shame that it went right now. You know. But it's just, it's sad. I, I hope he can get to 200. Definitely be excited about that. So, you know, had a great career. For the next one, I might actually put Kisner in better than the Cubs at every position because I yes. think he is better than their catchers, you know? He's been yeah. a very serviceable backup catcher, which is exactly what we needed him to be. 
held it down when Contreras was supposedly the DH or whatever. So it's been hitting good. Yeah, I mean the the competition for the Cubs are is Jan Gomes and uh, Tucker Barnhart. That? Tucker Barnhart. Yeah, I mean yeah. I would 100 percent put him in in the B tier for that. Then he'd probably be the starting catcher for the Cubs. You know, I mean Kisner's running career highs at pretty much every spot right now. Um, he's been fantastic this year, and you know, better than better than ever before. It feels like so. Yeah, I'd probably put him in B tier. He seems to handle the pitching staff really well. The guys really like him, so I'm okay with that. Although the average has come down a little bit yeah. since a hot start. Oh, DeYoung. Paulie D. <clears throat> now, is Paulie nope. D better than Dansby Swanson this year? I say no. yes. <laughs> give me give me C tier for Paulie D. This is the best we've seen him play since 2019. C tier? I would put him at B tier. He's better than Dansby Swanson. I was going to put him in A tier. And how all star shortstop Paul DeYoung. I think. He's been he's been better than no. people give him credit for. He has more home runs than Turner, Swanson, Correa, and um, Bogarts. Those are low bars, though. Those guys have all stunk this year. Paul DeYoung, I've got the numbers up right now. He's got a 104 OPS plus, a 757 OPS, and he's playing good defense. Maybe that's B tier, but it's definitely not A tier. I mean, he's put a ball today that led to four runs. I'm a little mad at him for that one. Yeah. He he's also made like some really untimely mistakes in the field, but that's bad luck. But I don't know. I think Paul DeYoung strikes out enough. I mean, he's got 58 strikeouts in literally less than 200 at bats. So I mean, he's he's running the he's got like a 30 34 percent strikeout rate or something. To me, that's C tier material. Even if he runs into a couple and puts them over the fence, he's not taking the most productive at bats. I think he's better than the Cubs, at least better than the Cubs at every position. Oh, B tier. I, I think he has to be B tier. I mean, if I get overruled, I get overruled. But on my personal tier list, okay, he's C tier. But that's fine. Gravy how how about Swanson? Let me, let me pull up the numbers for Swanson. Really. He hasn't been great. He really yeah, hasn't. My, my vote's for B tier, honestly. He he deserves it this year. Um, and if we're ignoring previous seasons, then I feel yeah. like he's got to be there. I mean, Swanson Swanson's still better than DeYoung this year. He's got a higher OPS. He's been worth three war already, which is kind of nuts. He's played really good defense. But, I mean, Paulie Paul D's been a one-war player in limited time. So, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, well, now oh, we're getting to some of the players that, that are kind of irrelevant. James Nail played for, like, maybe a week. I like, like James Nail. Put him in Enlightened. No, I'm <laughs> give him give him probably like C or D tier, you know. He's fine. I like him as a reliever. I wish we hadn't DFA'd him on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for, for that reason he belongs in philosophical differences. That's just yeah, it's fine. That's terrible. That's like, so remember, sad. Remember celebrating your birthday and then all of a sudden you look on your phone and you see your DFA'd. That's and it's like your hometown team, right? He's a Cape Girardeau guy, big Cardinals fan. That's horrible. Yeah, well, I mean, he probably spends a lot of time in Cape Girardeau. He's constantly on the shuttle between Memphis and St. Louis. He's in that, like, 4A purgatory. Man, oh my he was in London. He was on the taxi squad. So he got hey, to the let's go. Yeah. That's my guy. Oh, Wani, Albert Cito. We haven't seen any of him this year. I kind of have philosophical differences with Juan Yepes. I feel like there, there's so many players that, that do what he does, and yeah. they actually play – decently in the field i don't know i feel yeah, like that's, a little I think bit that's the definition of c tier though 
I think him and Burleson are the same type of player right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I can't forget his huge home run yeah. against the Phillies in the wildcard series. Sure. That was awesome. Yeah. The only like, good moment for well, that series. I mean, oh. last year, honestly, Yepes was making a case for B tier. Last year, he was really fun to watch, but I would say C tier is appropriate this year. Liberator. Honestly, throw Libby in C tier too. I like his stuff, and I think it's much improved from last year, but it hasn't played yet. Yeah, I mean, he, in theory, could have had a good start if today if the Cubs didn't score like 400 runs in the first yeah. inning. He was doing okay. So Very true. I think Seda. With, I, I, and I think like Burleson and honestly, Yepes, Liberatore, there's upward mobility available to him. Like he, he could be really good. And I'm not ready to punt on him at all as a prospect. He's penciled into my rotation for next year. Jordan Walker has to be enlightened, right? Surely. He's been so good. He doesn't get talked about nearly enough on the nationwide stage. And it's because guys like Corbin Carroll and Ellie De La Cruz might be flashier and they might want to talk about themselves more. But Jordan Walker has been fabulous. Enlightened. Enlightened 100%. Yeah. I mean, now he's on like a 15-game hit streak yeah. or something. He's on an absolute heater since he got called back. That's up. his second hitting streak of more than 13 games uh, in his first year as a Cardinal. I mean, that's just ridiculous. He's he's on fire. I mean, he's he's still got a negative .3 war, which we probably should address. <laughs> but since he got called back up, it's been so much better. He's been hitting really well. He's had a great June. His OPS is near 1,000 for the month. He's taking more walks. His OPS plus is 130, which as a rookie is pretty unheard of. I mean, it's it's he's really good. He's going to be a really good player. I mean, if we're going to continue to be in this like trying to win situation, which I don't necessarily agree with, Jordan Walker is going to be DHing pretty much every day. So That works for me. Yeah. I think enlightened for Jordan Walker. I think Lars Newbar is also enlightened. The team wins a lot more when he's around. The, he, he's been hurt a lot this year. Yeah. Personality is there. Like he fires the team up when we're in a slump. And more importantly, he's been like a really good leadoff guy. Um, really good defensive outfielder. Probably the one bright spot defensively. Except for I think I mean, Tommy Edmond has been fine. But Newbar I think Newbar is A tier. I think we need to be selective with our S tier. And I think <clears throat> while he's been really good, he's not as good as last year. Personally, as someone who was on the new bars about to go nuclear hype train, I'm a little disappointed. And I think he is an A tier player right now. His OPS plus is 108. Um, he's still getting on base. He's a machine. But the power hasn't been there in nearly the same fashion that we hoped. So I would have him as an A-tier player. Can Newt you know, not put Newt Barn enlightened? Yeah, honestly, we are Newt News. I think he deserves the enlightened status just because oh. of the podcast. But, you know, he is an international sensation, and he started a movement all across the world for pepper grinding. So I think we have to put him in. That was the season. That was the season. Donovan. I think yeah, I've been a fan of Donovan awesome. lately. Yeah. He's been really hot for all of June. All-star? Probably an A-tier player for me. I I've got his numbers up right now. He's hitting 270. He's only been worth one war, which is kind of a shame because he was worth like four last year. So he's on pace to be less valuable than last year. Probably probably a B or A-tier player, though. 
I wish he got into games a little bit more often, but I guess he's played in 70. It's probably as many as anyone else, but it's the same story as Lars Newtbar. He was like a 125 OPS plus guy last year, dropped down about 110 this year. So B or A would be fine with me. I think I'm good with A tier. But looking at I some of the other players on this list, we might have to, sh- if we want seven all-stars, like up in these two tiers. I don't, I don't need seven guys up there. Okay, okay. I, I got to be objective and honest. And I think a lot of our guys have underperformed. Yeah, that's that's very true. Some of these guys have been rather disappointing. And I think, I think we're kind of coming up on those guys right now. Um, Nolan yeah. Arenado, the defense has been been really bad, unfortunately. Yeah, Arenado to me right now is a B-tier Cardinal. He's He's been worth less war than Donovan. Um, and he's had a better bat than Donovan, which just shows you that the defense, which is traditionally his best attribute, has kind of fallen off a cliff. Um, it's a real shame. You know, he's a 115 OPS plus guy. He's got an OPS hanging around 800, and yet he's not even a one more player 70 games into the year. Surprising to say the least. Yeah. He's going to be an all-star though, which is weird that we're not putting him in that tier, I, I guess. I mean, I, I think he belongs in the all-star tier at the very least. He's been one of the best hitters on our team consistently. Sure, but I, I expect Nolan Arnato to play defense. And so I would say... Like, I, I expect Arnado to be, like, an enlightened player on this team. Yeah. And, you know, the drop-off in production this year compared to last year is disappointing enough for me. I mean, his OPS plus last year was 151, and he's dropped down to 115. For me, that's a, you know, 36% decrease. That's enough for me to say he's a B-tier player because of my disappointment and, you know, not meeting expectations. It's crazy. Like, imagine at the start of the season I told you to be putting Arnado in the same tier as Kisner and Dion. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> uh, not great, not great. All right. Wilson Contreras, the reason why we're we're playing badly, apparently. So he's it's all his fault. I don't know. He's playing well <laughs> right now. Probably C tier for me. You know, I, I hate to do this, but I think he is the definition of philosophical differences. This <laughs> Which is terrible. I, to say, I love him. I love Wilson Contreras. And he had a great game today. He was four. Yeah. But you, you, I don't think you can put him any any lower than C tier. No, I, I put him B tier. I agree, but like they blamed the entire pitching situation on Wilson. At the but that's not his fault. Like, I, no, I, no, I love Wilson Contreras, but based on that interaction at the beginning of the season, I think he would fit that category of philosophical differences. I I think he's in philosophical differences based on performance to this point. Wilson will be the first person to tell you that he's had a bad season. I don't think he's a bad player. I'm I'm a huge Contreras fan. I love the signing, and I'm I'm very hopeful that he'll be able to ride the ship. But right now, Contreras is hitting to a 203 average, like that. That is not going to cut it. Um, and Wilson knows that. You know, he knows he can't hover around the Mendoza line. So I think it's okay to label this 75 game stretch from him as bad and be objective. I mean, he's been worth less WAR than the backup Kisner. And he's started a lot more games and he's gotten a lot more at bats and he hasn't produced. He's got an OPS plus of like 76. That's just not going to cut it from your starting catcher that you signed to be your third impact bat. And I think Wilson knows that. And he'd probably be the first person to tell you that. Uh, but again, not a personal knock. I agree with gravy. Like it's, it's been tough. Um, but I think he can get out of it and obviously make up for it. I think at his best, he's an all-star caliber player. We've seen him win a bunch in the past. So I have hope for him moving forward this year and next year. 
I mean, I was going to put him in C tier, but I guess I got outvoted. Um, I think Contreras still has shown us that with the bat, he's very, very good. Um, we had a slump, obviously, recently, but yeah. he said he lost all his confidence. And you know what? I don't really blame him because the front office showed that they have no faith in him. Very true. That's due to philosophical differences. I don't know. Uh, so I guess maybe I just proved your point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think he's a better player than D tier again, but. All right, DC three. Oh man, he's having a he's having a decent year. He's been okay. I don't know. Probably probably C tier for me personally. Where do you guys have him? They kind of treat him like a Seda. Like he doesn't always play, even though I think he should play over like Burleson and yeah, maybe even over De Young. Honestly, now with New Bar back, but I think Carlson should get a lot more playing time than he does. But they're kind of treating him like a Seda. Yeah, yeah I, I, I I agree. I think he's in the C tier. But um, you know, it's his fourth year in, yeah. in being the digs. And like at some point, as as Jeffrey Jones said, mm-hmm. he's gotta produce and he's gotta be consistent with it. So yeah. um I think he belongs in that seat too. I'd agree with that. And obviously you can't blame a player for injuries, but you know, him being hurt has not helped this year. And he's someone that you want to be able to sharpie into the lineup, but his availability has been questionable. He was hurt last year, he's hurt this year. Um, and he's just been an average hitter, although the power is up this year from last year, which is good. That's encouraging. If his power can continue to play, I mean, that's something we saw from him in the minors and something we all expected and just wasn't there after his rookie season. So hopefully that can keep up. Uh, and I still think, you know, he's very young. He has the chance to be a fantastic everyday player moving forward. Um, but he's going to have to grow like gravy said. Man, if we did this like two weeks ago, Nolan Gorman would be enlightened for sure. Oh, absolutely. But now he's beats here. That slump here. No, I think he's still an all-star. I think you, you can't just credit what he did earlier in the season. Yeah. But I mean, we're, we're talking about a small sample size and for this entire month, which is a third of the season, he's been basically a black hole offensively. I, I mean, I would put him in the all-star tier. Yeah. Even so, like he still has, let's see, 793 OPS, you know, 15 home runs, 47 RBIs. He's, He's like, I believe, top top seven in RBIs in the National League. Top yeah, and I think he has a chance to get into the All-Star game, especially if he produces over the next few weeks. He has a chance to sneak in as like a replacement, so that's fair. And, and he's grown a lot from last year. I shouldn't discredit that. He makes much better swing decisions, is more likely to take walks, although the strikeout rate's really high over the last month, too. I think Gorm goes in all-star tier. Uh, Maybe another month of this and he'll move down to B tier, but I think he's exceeded expectations still, even even like this. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he has been. That's fair. And there was like a month where he was just hitting a home run like every day. That was really nice. I mean, his OPS plus is up from last year, which is nice. And he plays much better defense than last year. And that that shouldn't go unnoticed. Or Taylor Bonner. That's a name I have not heard in a long time. Dude, put him in the math tier. Put him in the math tier. Yeah, no, no disagreements for me. Matt's tier, 100%. I mean, I feel like the math tier should be reserved for very, very special players. And I don't think Taylor Bonner really did all that much while he was up with the club. Like, did he really cost cost us as many games as Matt's did? And are we really paying him as much? I would argue Modder probably cost us like one game. He had that error that really gave a bunch of runs. The problem with Modder, like, he was just taking away a roster spot for like three weeks. And I mean, that's what Burleson that. is doing. 
no, no, but Burleson has a lot more value than Modder. Like Burleson comes up and I'm like, all right, yeah, this guy, this guy might be able to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Modder, it's like, yikes. What's this 33 year old guy with no service time doing on our roster? I feel like for a guy we're paying league minimum to just sit on the bench, I feel like philosophical differences, that, that kind of fits the bill. I just think to be a D tier player, you have to produce like something, you know, like O'Neal, O'Neal actually like put up actual numbers, you know, they were not good numbers. I, I think Taylor yeah. Modder might have a higher OPS this season than Tyler O'Neill. You might okay. have that, but I mean, like he just didn't do anything. And in my opinion, like that is the definition of F tier. It was so bad that they weren't even willing to let him get into the game. Although he had that one like 117 mile an hour line out. And that was kind of cool. So maybe I'll allow D tier. <laughs> that was kind of neat. Yeah. I feel like it's mean to put him in Steven Matt's tier. That's fair. Right next to Contreras, where we thought he would be. Mm. Uh, Ryan Helsley. He's been formerly a SATA, formerly enlightened, currently a B tier player. I think I have to agree with that. Definitely yeah. not an all star like we would like we all thought coming into the year. I second that. That's that's accurate. Still better than I, I like Ryan Helsley. And I think he's going to be a big part of this team moving forward if this team's going to contend at all. But to this point in the season, Helsley has been disappointing at best. You know, he has he has flashes like that inning against the Reds in the game that a player up soon blew, where you know he came into the game and got three strikeouts. That was awesome. That's all we needed from him. Um, but at other times, Helsley has been a little lost. Guillermo Zuniga, I think he had one one appearance, but it was a yeah. good appearance. It was a good one. Throw him in D tier. D tier. Throw him in D tier. Yeah, I mean it's it's the same thing as Nail and Modder, and to a lesser extent O'Neill. I saw a meme on Twitter where it was like Guillermo Zuniga is going to be um, twenty twenty one Alex Reyes, twenty twenty two Ryan Helsley, and twenty twenty three Jordan Hicks. I feel like it, I it, can't it, wait to rank Hicks. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be a tough one. No, it's going to be great. I feel like there's a couple of these relievers we've had discussions on that we don't quite agree on, like Chris Stratton. I think Chris Stratton is a definitive Seda. I'll probably agree with you there. Maybe, maybe he's a B-tier guy. Stratton, for all intents and purposes, has been much better than we wanted him to be this year. I remember a lot of people who wanted him off the team in spring training, and I may have been one of those people who said, please DFA this man, because he was not very good last year. No, but I mean, no, Stratton, after the trade to the Cardinals, like he put up much better numbers than he was ever doing in Pittsburgh. And yeah. he's continued to show that he's can can be like a, a reliable guy, you know, in the yeah. inning. So I think he belongs in the B tier. And maybe fringe C tier, but honestly, I think he he's shown enough to me to be a B. Yeah, he's probably a B tier player for me. He's a capable reliever right now. He's the definition of a Seda. Like back in the early games this season, when there was like a ten run lead, who do you call on? It's just Chris Stratton to get like two innings to eat those innings. I but know. I think he's worked his way up. I think he's definitely worked his way up through the bullpen ranks. For me, Chris Stratton's like borderline circle of trust kind of guy. Like I would say, I would say, yeah, I want Hicks in the game right now. And then like Geo and then like Cabby or Stratton are probably my next like mid leverage options. And that's a B tier player to me. 
I'm looking at his numbers. He's been really unlucky. His FIP is 3.06. You know, he's not allowing a ton of base runners. Um, he's keeping the home runs down to a minimum, just 0.7 per nine, which is great. He's not walking a lot of guys. It's actually down from last year. He's striking more people out. He got a 4-0 strikeout to walk ratio. Like these are all the markings. These are great peripherals of a really decent reliever who I feel comfortable handing him the ball in the seventh inning. And if he can be wow. a decent setup guy, that's a B tier player to me. Sounds good. Sounds good. Oh, okay. I'll let you guys take the stage with Trace Pereira. Matt's tier. <laughs> Matt's tier. He had more pass balls than at bats this season. So bad. That's unreal. I mean, he, uh, frankly, like we shouldn't have been in that position. I think we're better than the Reds. I don't care about this win streak. I think we're better than the Reds and we should have just won the game. But to have Barrera come in and that pass ball just pretty much directly influenced the game. You know, you let the runner get to third and then he scores on a sack fly where there's no way he's scoring before because he's on second base and then there'd be two outs in the inning and we could get out of it. But instead, Trace Barrera does the only thing he's done all year, which is blow a game. So I don't know. Matt's tier for me. I, I mean, I guess you guys are in agreement, but I feel like Matt's should be reserved for only players like Greg Holland, who you pay a lot of money and they're just terrible. I don't know. when When a player like, has a small sample size and only ruins things. That would be Matt's tier for me. That that to me would be the definition of F tier, which we've substituted with Stephen Matz. Yeah. Giovanni Gallegos, Gio. so good earlier this year, and now kind of fell off. He's been decent lately. He was good in London. Did he pitch in London? Did he pitch today? Yeah. Oh, he did. That's right. That's right. He pitched like the seventh or something. I don't know. Better than the Cubs at every position. Yeah, Who's throw him the Cubs in the closer. Season. We didn't see him this series because it wasn't a safe situation. Uh, who is Leiter? their closer right Mark now? Mark Leiter, maybe? They've gone through a couple of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Weathers closed out some games, but he's not been very good. So I, I don't know. So B tier. It's kind of done a committee thing, I think. I, I honestly might have leaned. A tier for Geo, considering, in my opinion, he's our second best reliever right now. Ooh. But I think high B tier is fine. That's fine. Because this next guy oh. is enlightened. Put Hicks in S tier, okay? In enlightened. No. Yes. For what he did earlier in the season, I feel like he bumps to seven All Stars. He he can't he can't be enlightened for like the three losses he cost us at the, at the start of the season. That might be true. But, man, I am riding the Jordan Hicks train right now. You know, apparently today he pitched with strep throat and closed out the game and got the got the save. That's awesome. He gave up a run, though. Sure. But, I mean, he got it done. And that's something that the Cardinals haven't been able to do this year. In my opinion, Hicks is invaluable to this team right now. He is absolutely critical to moving forward. If you're going to do anything, it's going to run through Jordan Hicks at this point, which, like, is not what I wanted to be saying <laughs> back in April when he was horrible. But... Jordan Hicks, easily the most the most capable reliever on the team right now. When they hand him the ball, I feel great. I, I'd put him in the A tier in terms of his production this season. And, um, you know, he had the, I think, three day in a row, like three save streak. Like S tier material. Like perfect perfect uh, three-game stretch there. So he's proved his worth. 
I feel like if you're going to discount Gorman for his last bad month, we should discount Hicks for his first bad month. Yeah, but I love recency bias and I'm, I'm totally recency biased <laughs> and I am riding the Hicks train because right now he is easily <laughs> the best reliever on this team. It's okay if we leave him in A tier, I understand, but on my personal tier list, man, I mean, he's, he's at the middle of the circle of trust right now. If you're going he's recency bias, Gorman is like a Seda. No, but I still like Nolan Gorman. Oh, this is the most biased list I've ever made in my life. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Thompson. Oh, I wanted Zach Thompson to be our best lefty reliever this year. I hate the way the Cardinals treated him. Yeah, put him in the C tier. Like, it's unfortunate, but, you know, his production wasn't good enough to be in the majors. Well, I don't think that's the problem. I think the Cardinals wanted to turn him into a starter. That's ridiculous. I, I, I don't understand that at all. Like they put him down in Memphis to be a starter. He was like terrible for his first two starts because he's not starter material. Um, I think they should just call him back up right now. Personally, I'd go with B tier for the time that he was up. He was really, really good. Well, I mean, so Thompson's numbers this year are a little bit confusing. He's running a 463 ERA, which is way up from his uh, 208 ERA last year. But his FIP's actually down. He's got a 3-5 FIP. His whip is a little high uh, because he's had a lot of batted ball luck that's been really bad, giving up a lot of hits. But, you know, he hadn't allowed a single home run. He was striking out 14 per nine, which is great. If he can provide that kind of strikeout stuff from the left side, moving forward, he could be one of your best relievers. But yeah, the Cardinals decided for absolutely no reason to just abandon the course on him as a reliever and try to develop him as a starter. And it's gone really badly. He's not looked great as a starter. And it's because he's got two pitches. He's probably a full-time reliever, and that's okay. The Cardinals obviously don't want a former first over, like first round pick to become a reliever. That's not the value you want out of the first round. But if he's going to be a quality guy long-term, then I'm fine with it. But yeah, probably a C-tier or D-tier right now. Andre Pallante. I kind of have philosophical differences with him. I don't know why we keep using him that much. He was really good last year, but this year he's been not great. Palante's numbers again are are better than people realize. He's got a four two three ERA on the year. Um, you know his ERA plus is still one oh three, so it's hanging in there. Not as good as last year, but I mean, the walks are up, but so are the strikeouts. Um, I don't know. He still gets ground balls. It's just the shift. Not having the shift available is punishing pitch to contact guys like him. And so, in my opinion, he's probably a C tier guy. He's been serviceable. He hasn't been bad. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't been like absolutely terrible this season. He's he's done his job for the most part. So I would put him in the C tier. Um, yeah. oh, he's, he's just not. He doesn't exist anymore. He's out for the year. Yeah. Didn't he just get uh, surgery? Like some form of Tommy John, but not like yeah. the full thing. So it's unfortunate. He had that really good moment last year against the Dodgers. I feel like that's kind of all we really that's got. Awesome. Out of him. I was I was excited for what Packy could do this year because I think there are things to like about him as a pitcher, especially coming from the left side again. He's got a little bit of a funky look, um, and I hoped that he could be a capable reliever for us. I really wanted him and Zach Thompson to be, you know, our, our left-handed options this year. I thought rolling with them and then still having a resurgent cabbie available could be a really, really strong um, approach from the left side. But our, our left side has just been decimated this year. And Naughton's another example of that. And that's why, for me, he's probably a D-tier player. He just didn't have time to do anything before he got hurt. 
I think Genesis Cabrera is also a D-tier player. I know you guys probably a little bit more high on him, but I'm just not really fond of the way he plays the game. He has like little celebrations after he strike out. I feel like he can he can start celebrating once he gets his ERA below like four six or whatever it's at. Like it's just not great. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I second that. I, I think uh, if he, yeah, I, I agree with the celebration part at least. Like the Cabrera sh- shuffle was pretty cool, but only when he's doing well, not not when he's uh, a, not with not with his inflated ERA as it is. Yeah, I mean, there are some things to like about Cabby. The strikeouts are way up. He's striking out 10.5 per nine. I've got his numbers up here, but the walks are so bad. He's walking five per nine innings pitched. And when you've thrown 27 innings like he has, that's a lot of walks. It's like 15 walks. So that's just not going to get it done. Um, probably right with D tier here. I, I liked him. He was he was resurgent at the beginning of the year. Um, but it's just another example of left-handed things, left-handed options not working out for the Cardinals this year. That's a shame. I think Oscar Mercado's enlightened. When I'm at the ballpark, he hits like 800, so I think that settles it. Uh, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> Mercado's a perfectly capable defensive replacement outfielder. He can play some center, which I really like. The versatility's nice. Um, he's not going to hit for power, but he's going to try to put it in play. He's scrappy. Uh, I, he's a C-tier guy for me. Oscar MVP Cotto. Put him in lightens, baby. Come on. He deserves it. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Drew Verhagen, we, we've had our discussions about Drew Verhagen. C-tier. C-tier, oh, really? I'm a known Drew Verhagen defender, um, but lately the results have been not great. C-tier for me. Wow, we agreed on Drew Verhagen. I did not think that was going to happen. I mean, I'm pulling up his numbers just to yeah. give him a quick review. But yeah, I mean, he's a 433 ERA, so it's like it's fine. His ERA plus is hanging right around at 100, just league average. His FIP's a little lower. You know, he's had a bit of bad luck. He's keeping the whip down. But again, the problem with him is the problem with a lot of our relievers, and it's the walks, and it's just a really high hits per nine. Like, his bad at ball luck sucks, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about the fact that, for some reason, against the 2023 Cardinals, 85-mile-an-hour ground balls produce hits. Like, you just, you can't stop that. And if it's going to happen to Drew Verhagen over and over again, he'll be a C-tier player. But I think he has the potential if, you know, if he sticks with his stuff and is confident to be a B-tier reliever. Agreed, agreed. Um, Lucan Baker. I like Lucan. He's he uh, like 10. I, I, think I think C-tier is valid for him. Like he has a 572 OPS right now. And granted, it's only 14 at-bats. He's mostly right in the bench, but um, – he hasn't shown enough to be a starting guy. So, I would lean D tier with Baker. I think he fits in the same group as a lot of the guys down there. Like Nail could be a productive player. Guillermo Zuniga could be a productive player. We've seen O'Neill and Naughton and Cabby all be productive, but like small sample size, um, just hadn't done much. Probably, probably D tier for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Same with JoJo Romero. Yeah, JoJo fits in there too. Yeah. I mean, one for one swap for Sosa. I guess Romero provides us more value than Sosa would this year, so it's fine. I really wish Sosa hadn't made the final out though against us. Like that sucked. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, there you have it. I think that's a solid list. I'm happy with it. It's actually pretty balanced with a lot of the guys hanging around B, C, and D, like we kind of expected. You know, most of the regulars are there in the middle. 
you'd love to see those guys play better and move up. But, you know. I mean, if I told you at the start of the year, Nolan Arenado would be in the same tier as Stratton, DeYoung, and Kisner, you'd been like, that's really bad. And same with Contreras being in the same tier as Taylor Motter and like Jojo Romero. It's just not good. I agree. But there are some bright spots too. You know, if if we knew Jordan Walker's numbers were going to look like this uh, at the plate, I, we'd all be thrilled because he's come up immediately and shown an ability to hit big league pitching and then to get fooled and adjust, which is something you just don't see in a lot of rookies. So it's really impressive. All right. So thanks for joining us for our tier listing portion of this episode, having a little fun, changing things up. We're going to hope to do more stuff like that in the future. Uh, but we also have to get down to business and the Cardinals played in London this weekend. Uh, it was an awesome environment, you know, a lot of fun playing overseas. I'm sure uh, there were some really cool pictures from the trip. I hope everyone over there had a fantastic time. Um, and, you know, the Cardinals did OK. They got the split. Game one was a little ugly. They lost 9-1 before winning 7-5 today. We're just going to get a few quick takeaways in here. Uh, Andrew and Gravy, let's just discuss uh, game one, I guess, to start. Yeah, game one was pretty ugly. Wainwright uh, took accountability for his really, really bad start and uh, basically was like, yeah, it's my fault that we lost the game. Also, London Stadium is really weird, and I feel like at least one of those two half home runs probably would have stayed in the yard anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but not what you like to see out of Wainwright. Um, definitely not for his last season. Definitely yeah, makes I mean, me question whether or not he should have went out with his uh, his buddies last season, but not what you wanted to be saying. Agreed. I mean, it, it was brutal with with Rainwright, but honestly, um, Justin Steele had a no hitter into the sixth inning or something like that. So our offense also wasn't producing. So it was just a bad game overall for everyone on the team. Um, but today was much better. Um, you know, we had that comeback. Uh, I think it was like a five. One deficit, does that sound right? Four nothing. Four nothing. nothing. Yeah. So we came back and we still won the game from that. So uh, yeah. today was definitely a lot better. And of course, Jordan Walker has his 15 game hitting streak going. So, I mean, there's still bright spots in this team. Absolutely. Uh, today's game was a lot of fun. And if you talk to Cardinals fans right now, you wouldn't even know that the Cardinals have won five of their last seven. It's been a very positive stretch of baseball over the last week. And the last week can change even going back to the beginning of the Mets series. Um, they're playing winning ball and yeah, I mean, sure. The negativity around this season is really hard to get past. And when the Cardinals go down four, nothing in the first, especially with Marcus Stroman, the NL ERA leader on the mound, I believe that's still true. Well, not after today. Uh, thank goodness. But with them on the mound and a four, nothing cushion, you figure, oh, here we go again. Uh, but the Cardinals were able to battle back. It was really great to see them erase that deficit and then continue and pile on and score seven, you know, to give us an actual chance to close it out and win. And the insurance runs were huge. was able to give Jordan Walker a chance. And even with the mistakes we made today, the Cardinals found a way to win. And so I think those are all really positive things. Um, Jordan Walker looked great in London. It was a bummer to not see any home runs, especially in a small ballpark. I wanted to see us inflate some of the statistics. Um, but yeah, overall, like they split. And can't complain about a split. If the Cardinals manage to split every even game series for the rest of the year, we'll probably all be pretty happy. Uh, as long as they win some of the odd games series too. So, you know. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed with the defense and how it played in the first inning. I think it was three errors eventually reversed to two errors. One of those errors was later ruled a hit, but you just can't play defense like that. This team is built around its defense, a lot of ground ball pitchers. Yeah. I was concerned about the shift playing a role. 
um, and the Cardinals pitching being worse this season, but it's clearly just the defense defense not being as good as it was supposed to be. Arenado made another bad play today. Um, yeah, we just can't be having that out of a ten time Gold Glove winner. He he still hasn't played a season yet where he hasn't won a Gold Glove, and that's probably this season now, which is really it will probably change. That. I will say I don't want to make a lot of excuses for our defense, but the turf there is really weird. You could see, I mean, on anything hits the outfield, you could see it, it, it took massive hops. It was probably really hard to play deep for what it's worth. Um, so I can kind of understand why some of the errors we've made. And that makes sense as to why the Cubs also played some sloppy defense, didn't play everything properly. It was a tough environment to be playing in. Yeah, you know, It's not a baseball field uh, at the end of the day. I'm just glad the Cardinals get to come home now after, uh, you know, an eight game road trip where they did their job and went five and three. We're going to come back to Bush stadium for a very critical week here. So the Cardinals will play three against Houston and three against New York over the next six days, starting, I guess they have the off day tomorrow. So starting Tuesday, uh, they'll play all the way through Sunday. Like I said, huge series. Um, you know, what, what do you guys are really the keys of this series and what does this mean? You have two struggling teams in Houston and the Yankees. Um, yeah. They have really lived up to expectations. The Yankees are playing without Judge. He might not be uh, healthy for the rest of the season. So um, that's really tough for them. But you got to take advantage of that. The Yankees without Judge, I think, are like the 29th best offense by OPS in the league. So they're really, really bad without him. Um, the pitching is going to be an issue. I think we do face Garrett Cole and we do face Framber Valdez, which – you don't want to see against those two teams, but uh, I guess you got to do what you got to do. And if we take two of three from both teams, I think that will really shoot us in the right direction. Yeah. We also could get swept twice. I don't know. And then, yeah, we're sellers of the trade deadline by then. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not that scared of the Yankees at all. I mean, their past month has looked terrible. Um, mm. I believe like their average like their batting average for most of the team is around like 100 or 200 for this past month. Um, I mean, Stanton is mostly just striking out up there. Um, and the Astros, you know, they're also underperforming and sure they have their aces, but uh, they're also struck, struck by the injury bug, same with the Yankees. So I think, I think we can steal four out of the six games. Hopefully that's, uh, you know, possible. Yeah. And, it's got to be noted, the Cardinals play in the NL Central. That's why they're not out of it yet. And some of these NL Central teams are going to have tough games coming up. I believe Cincinnati has to go on the road to Baltimore, who's done nothing but win this year. So that's very good. Um, we'd love to see them drop a couple games there. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the Cardinals taking care of business. If we don't win, it doesn't matter if anyone else loses. So, yeah, I'd love to see the Cardinals. I think you need to win at least four games. Uh, against the Astros and Yankees. If you can take four, I think they maintain their position as tentative competitors right now. If you if you lose five or six of these games, like if you go 0-6 or 1-5, you probably just solidified your position as a seller at the deadline, and you're probably punting on the season. Does that mean they can't win in 2024? Absolutely not. But it means you're probably not going to win this year. This is a big stretch of baseball. The, the last stretch of baseball is big. Everything's big moving forward when you're as far under 500 as the Cardinals are. 
All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into this episode of the New News Podcast. It was a ton of fun to tier list all of the current Cardinals. Please, in the comments, let us know what we got wrong, what we got right. If you got any spicy takes, uh, we'd absolutely love to hear them. Uh, also, you know, share this with your friends, comment, like, subscribe, and check out our merch. Again, Andrew has whipped up some incredible designs. Uh, my favorite is the Gorm design, which I've rocked at the ballpark already, and I'll be hopefully doing it this week if I can get out there. Um, but yeah, you know, stay faithful, Cardinal Nation. Enjoy some baseball this week and, you know, embrace a positive stretch of baseball. The Cardinals went five and two over their last seven games. Nothing to scoff at. Uh, hopefully we can continue winning. And yeah, you know, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon.